Alright, hello everyone. Welcome again, welcome again to another episode of the Kingdom Concepts Podcast. As always, this is your host, Lemar Biggs. And I pray that you've been blessed and will continue to be blessed as we dive into the Word of God and unlock some of the things that the Lord has revealed to, to help us all in our daily lives. I pray that you enjoy the previous episode and the previous episodes and that as we go on that this will continue to be a blessing to you and others as you share and you continue to help me share this podcast with those that you know. So, today we're going to look at unbelief, particularly unmasking unbelief. And uh, this is something that I believe many of us struggle with, some of us knowingly, some of us unknowingly. And so we're going to look at a few scriptures that highlight unbelief, what it is and how we can possibly go around it because we need to. It's something that is, is, is detested by God. I know that's strong, but yes, because unbelief nullifies faith. And we know that without faith, it's impossible to please God. So anything that hinders faith, I believe it's worthwhile looking into and seeing how we can get rid of it because we need to. Right, so join me as we dive into this episode titled Unmasking Unbelief. One very famous story that we look at is from John chapter 11, where we, we have that story with Lazarus being dead for four days and Jesus performing a, a mighty miracle, one for the ages. But there is a story that took place just before the miracle that, that highlights this whole thing about unbelief. And we're going to look at it. And there's another topic that we're told to avoid and to avoid people who hold such views. But we're going to show the distinction by the help of God today. And that we'll be able to look into our own lives and see, okay, is this present? And if so, how do I get rid of it? All right. So let's get into today's scripture. We're going over to John chapter 11. Now there's something about Lazarus' situation that is, is very interesting. And even there's another lesson within the lesson that I'll just touch on briefly. All right, we're going to read John chapter 11, starting at verse 1. Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sisters sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death. Take note of that. This sickness is not unto death but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Now let's stop and look at verse 4 for a while. It said that Jesus told them that his sickness was not unto death. This is something that could have been easily dealt with. But he said it's for the glory of God and that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. And we all know what happened. Verse 5. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Verse 6. When he had 
heard therefore that he was sick. He about two days still in the same place where he was. Now Jesus got the news that Lazarus was sick and then decided, you know what? Let me chill out for another two days. <laughs> and then after that, he says to his disciples, let's go into Judea again. So my question here for you guys is, can you handle God's purposeful delays? If God decides to, quote unquote, drag his feet, will you still trust him? Do you still think he'll be able to do what you want him to do? I think this is a powerful story. Jesus decided to stick around for another two days before going to Lazarus to attend to his situation, even though it was a sickness that he said wasn't unto death. Hmm, interesting. His disciples said unto him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and thou goest there again? And he went on to, to explain certain things to them. And he said to the disciples in verse 11 that our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may awake him out of sleep. Then his disciples said, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. Obeyed Jesus spake of his death, but they thought he had spoken of taking rest in sleep. Then Jesus said unto them plainly, verse 14, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there to the intent that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. Now, this is where the story starts to get interesting. Because Jesus said, this situation is happening that you may believe. And I want to encourage us that if God delays in attending to our situation, it is for his glory and for us to believe more firmly in him and for the doubters to gain faith. It's always for the glory of God and for our good. Always. Verse 17. Then when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. Now, Bethany was near to Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them. All right. So let's get into the interesting part of this now. Martha comes in. Verse 20. Then Martha as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, whatsoever you ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus says unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She says unto him, Yea, Lord. I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. And when she had said so, she went her way and called Mary secretly. Now, Martha had faith to believe that whatever Jesus asked the Father for, he would grant it unto him. She believed he was the Christ. That's why they sent to him, because they knew that he was a healer and that if he came on time, he would be able 
to heal their brother before things got worse. But now we see Jesus telling her that he is the resurrection and the life. And so the, the situation was this, that Martha was saying, Jesus, I know that my brother will be raised on the last day. Okay, I know you can do it, but I don't think you're going to do it now. And so even with the belief present that Jesus could get whatever request he asked the father for, Martha was not looking for her brother to come back to life at the moment. Therein lies the dilemma with unbelief. And this is what makes it so dangerous. Unbelief is almost like saying, Yes, Lord, I believe that you can do it, but I don't think you're going to do it for me. But I don't think you're going to do it, no. But I don't think I deserve this. But I don't think it will happen like this. That's the danger with unbelief. It's saying, God, I know you can, but I don't believe that you will. It's saying, God, you have all power, you are able, you have all knowledge, but as far as I can see it, it doesn't look possible. Very dangerous situation, guys. Very dangerous. And I know in some ways, shape or form, it's present in many of our lives. And so as I share this with you, it's also challenging me. Because there are, there are areas in my life where I'm able to exercise great faith in God. Like crazy faith. Radical faith. And then there are other areas that I'm like, well, God, I know you're able. I've seen you do it for others, but boy, it kind of looks sticky on my side. I'm not sure. You know, so this is not a pointing finger. This is for all of us to do some introspection and say, okay, God, where is unbelief hidden in my life? What areas do I hold that I believe that you can, but I don't think that you will for me? How can I deal with that? And we see Martha as the prime example. Yes, Lord, you are able. Yes, you have all power. Yes, whatever you ask the Father, you'll get it. Yes, my brother will rise again in the last day. Yes. But as far as she was concerned, Lazarus had no hope in the short term like and, and furthermore he was dead for four days and it was a jewish custom that once someone has been dead for four days the spirit has already gone away and there's no hope of it coming back after four days so jesus was very strategic in allowing four days to go by before performing this miracle and so we might be in situations where deadlines have passed like the regular time frames that we're accustomed to have worn out and still nothing has changed and we're saying, boy, you know what? Let's move on to something else. And the Lord is saying, he did that. He delayed answering. He delayed coming through. He delayed opening that door just so we could believe and that others might hear of his great works. Joseph asked the butler, when you get restored, remember me. Mention my name to Pharaoh. Put in a word for me. Do a little favor for your virgin. I came through big time for you, so just help me out. Two years went by before this dude remembered anything about him. But when he remembered, the opportunity was perfect. So the lesson is that whenever God does his delays, whenever he drags his... Listen, anything that God does, you know, 
So I'm going to say to you, when God drags his feet in something, just, just know that the outcome is going to be off the chain. And so how do we overcome this unbelief? Standing in faith, closing the doors to everything that casts doubt on the word of God. As we are taught, every philosophy, every thought, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of Jesus Christ, we have the authority and should exercise that in bringing them under the subjection of the Lord Jesus Christ. No doubts about it. No, no two ways about it. It, it. it must be done. It happened with the disciples in Matthew chapter 17 where they were trying to cast out a demon and they couldn't. And the first thing when they asked Jesus, why couldn't we do this? He said, it's because of your unbelief. He had already sent them out two by two and they worked great miracles and came back with testimonies. But now he wasn't present and they had to deal with a situation on their own. And he said to them, it's because of your unbelief. There were other issues, but the main thing he mentioned is because of your unbelief. Right? It's because of your unbelief. There was a father as well in Mark chapter 9, verse 17 to 29, that came to Jesus to deliver his son from a spirit. And Jesus said, if you believe, all things are possible. And he said, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. This man had enough faith to reach out to Jesus to ask for help for his son. But because he has been living with this situation for so many years, he was still saying, man, it's been like this for years, throwing himself in the fire, carrying on. And so he was at the point of deliverance and he still couldn't see it happening for his son, even though he knew Jesus did it for many others. But now it's his time. And he's saying, boy, I believe you can do it in the Lord. But he was honest enough to say, Lord, help my unbelief. I believe, help my unbelief. And as we go today, I want that to be the prayers of our heart. Whatever situation we know that we aren't exercising unwavering faith in, be honest about it. God can handle the honesty. <laughs> All right? Be honest about it. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. I know you can do it. I've seen you do it for others. And I'm struggling to accept the fact that this promise will also come alive in my life. And that is wrong, Lord. I, I acknowledge it. I confess it. I repent of it. And I say, Lord, let your perfect will be done. If you said it, it's good as done. Help me to believe. Cleanse me. Rid me of my unbelief. There's a situation where the Bible says those who have a form of godliness but deny the power, we ought to avoid such people. Now look at it this way. Unbelief says, yes, God, I know you can, but I don't know if it will happen for me. A form of godliness is that, listen, mm, like the Pharisees, Jesus wasn't casting out devils by the Lord or by the Holy Ghost. He was doing this by some devil or something. So they, they had a form of godliness but denied the power of God. We haven't seen it like this before. So it is not God. Unbelief, very dangerous as well. But he says, Lord, I know you can. But doing it for me, it, it, it's a bit shaky. So as we go forward, 
I want us to ask ourselves, just be honest, go before the Lord, ask him, Lord, is unbelief present in me? And if so, in what area or areas? And as soon as you become aware of it, my brothers and sisters, confess it to the Lord and ask him to root it out. Over in Hebrews, he said, let not this evil heart of unbelief be found in you. God sees it as an evil thing to have an unbelieving heart. And so a lot of times we might find ourselves in situations waiting on God to come through. And he hasn't. And it's not his fault. We're just having problems believing. And so I want this to be an introspective event. Where we go into prayer and ask God to unlock, to search us, to show us if there be any wicked ways in us. In particular, this unbelief. Ask the Lord to unmask it wherever it's hidden under little faith. So whenever the Lord chastised the disciples about unbelief, he's like, why are you of such little faith? Which means it's much smaller than the grain of mustard seed. That's how bad unbelief is. Because if we can do so many great things with a mustard seed of faith, imagine how serious unbelief is. So as we go today, I want us to ask the Lord to show us how to unmask this layer and this level of unbelief so that we can rid ourselves of it and learn to stand firmly on the word of God, stand firmly on his promises and know that if he said it, it's good as done. If he has already done it, he'll do it again for you. If he hasn't done it yet, he's the God who does new things and there's no limit to his power concerning us. And so I want us to all be blessed. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Kingdom Concepts podcast. And I pray that as you go forward, that great faith, unfeigned faith, radical faith will arise in all of us as we go forward on this Christian journey. So take care, be blessed, and until next time, this is Lamar Biggs, and this is the Kingdom Concepts podcast.